0: This is episode three of season two for the Natural Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Swanson, and today we are talking with Nicholas Dobrats, AKA Dobby, the house elf. We will get to that in our interview today. But in addition to being a top realtor in Davidson County, Dobby is also a musician, a producer, and loves a good urban bike ride. He shares his story into real estate and how he hit his stride in 2020. But first, before we get to Dobby's story, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Foreman Watson Land Title is a full-service real estate title company. They perform closings on both residential and commercial deals with offices located in Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Here in Tennessee, they are located in Clarksville and Franklin, where they do in-house and mobile closings with travel up to 60 miles free of charge. They have a Spanish interpreter and attorneys on staff that pride themselves in starting the title search the day they get the order. Foreman Watson, land title, hope to see you at the closing table. And with that, here's the show. Well, today we have Nicholas Dobratz, aka Dobby, who's a realtor with Simply Home. How are you doing today, Dobby?
1: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Well, I'm glad you're here in person. Uh, we're doing these now in person, which has been awesome. We got a great sponsor and Foreman Watson Land Title, um, but yeah, we've, we've got a, a lot I think to talk about today. I would love to hear your story and and start it all the way back from from the beginning. So Why you? Where are you from, and, and kind of your journey into real estate into Nashville and.
1: And all that. So yeah. So wow. let's let's uh, let's start off. Where are you from, Doc? Oh yeah. So I was born in Chevy Chase, Maryland. Which, if anybody knows about the the D.C. metropolitan area, it's sort of the northwest corner of D.C. Um, yeah, and I lived there until I was 12. My family decided to move to um, California. And so we went from D.C. in the 80s to um, coastal California, Monterey, California um, in the 90s. So I kind of had a, an 80s D.C. childhood and that transitioned into, which was very urban, sort of um, east coast, mid-Atlantic, whatever you want to call that, <laughs> into small coastal, almost like surfer town uh, high school completely different yeah you know total culture shock for me and my brother at the time I'm actually from San Jose so oh, okay. I know oh, I know 408 well. and I didn't want to say anything yeah I was like we'll talk about that
0: later. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah what high school did you go to
1: well I went to Pacific Grove yep. High school okay. and um, at that time the 408 area code in also um, made was... its way down there It did oh yeah, really? yeah um, now it's 831, 831, 831 but yeah. um, that's how old I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. You remember four oh eight. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. PG yep. we uh, remember going down there, I played baseball, so oh, really? we go down there yeah, every now PG and then. High. PG high. Yeah, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. And so um, so how long did you live in, in Monterey for?
1: Um, so I went to high school there and then when I was eighteen or so, um, decided to move up to San Francisco. So it was probably only in Monterey for maybe six or seven years. Okay. Yeah. And then moved to the Bay Area and, and really lived there for probably 10 or 15 years. Until, oh, wow. Yeah. Until, okay. Anyway, yeah. All in San Francisco mostly? No, I lived in San Francisco, Oakland, uh, Berkeley, mm-hmm. and basically moved around the Bay Area anywhere I could cool just checked it out I went to college in Marin. I went to the college of Moran yeah and studied music there and then um, yeah I, I seem to move every two years roughly, <laughs> to, wow yeah
0: and then I assume the journey to Nashville was that music related
1: yeah so fast forward um, I had lived in the Bay Area for like I said 12 years maybe or something like that and I uh, had been involved in music this whole time. And then uh, 2010, I was offered um, a position in a band in Athens, Georgia. And mm-hmm. so at the time I was ready for a big change in my life. I'd been doing sort of the same thing for a while, um, had explored the Bay Area as much as I could and had also uh, been priced out of the yeah. <laughs> market there sure. at this time. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say I was homeless because that's you know, <laughs> reserved for, for folks who are actually homeless. But I was not currently living anywhere. I was just depending on the kindness the of friends. There. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I thought, hey, well, Athens, Georgia seems cool. I had been there before on tour, and um, I looked on Craigslist for, you know, how much is it to rent a house in Athens? And at the time, this was 2010, at the time I, w- I was able to, sight unseen rent a house for 500 bucks a month that was a you know a two-bedroom house with a with a yard and everything mm-hmm. and so i moved to georgia yeah yeah very and, cool and started a whole that's when i became dobby uh, really okay <laughs> i've been waiting for that okay let's
0: uh, we gotta unpack that because yeah, yeah. Uh, all the harry potter fans out there which is pretty much everybody yeah um how did this nickname come about
1: well i mean so yeah, I moved to Georgia. I joined this band, um, and uh, on the tour, the first tour that I did, the um, one of the uh, the techs, the guitar tech that was on the tour, shout out Paul Nunn, <laughs> uh, had was had basically given me that name because there was another person in the crew named Nick, okay. and uh, Nick had been with the band for a long time. He was their visual. Um, and you know did lights projections and uh, it was confusing to the folks looking at the stage plot to ha- and and just calling out names on tour having two people with the same name mm-hmm. so he started calling me dobby as a way of just just giving me my own name and um, it stuck it's one of those weird things yeah. from that moment on most people started calling me dobby and then because i had moved from from california to Georgia, I was sort of meeting a whole new group of friends, and I was introduced as Dobby. So, when I came to the South, I became Dobby, and I don't even question it anymore. Yeah. yeah, No, that's so cool. Um, the I, transition to the South. Yeah. Dobby. I became yeah. Dobby. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, I do like to think that I have some elf uh, some elf power in, in my life, <laughs> so I definitely didn't bother me i liked it and i and i liked the um well it's funny when i started doing real estate obviously i i used the hashtag as a joke saying dobby the house elf because you know we deal with houses yeah um and uh people like that too so i kind of was like is this too funny you know like <laughs> what i do is serious yeah. i want you to trust me but like is it too goofy to, to be like sort of throwing in this harry potter reference but for the most part my demographic and folks i work with um they're okay with it I think. yeah yeah no
0: I love it it's, it's a good <laughs> branding but it's also it gives you a little peek into who you are without even speaking to you, you know? yeah like there's some humor there's some you know it's not too like you said buying a house is super serious but you can have some fun you know along the way with exactly it. yeah very cool mm-hmm. so when did you make your way up to uh, to Nashville full-time
1: um, I guess it would have been uh, 2017 I think okay um so I had lived in Georgia for this time and toured with this band and and um at a certain point I um well I met my my wife Ruby in in Georgia and she had she wanted to move to California at the time she grew up in Georgia and um I thought well hey cool you know we can move back to California together and Mm -hmm. start a new life or whatever yeah so we moved to LA, and we're there for six months. <laughs> um, I have tons of friends there. I love Southern California as well, um, but it wasn't really her thing in the end. And um, so instead of going back to um, instead of going back to Athens, Nashville kind of seemed like this perfect in between. It's mm-hmm. kind of like there's music industry here, obviously. Um, it's a little bit more of a well. it's definitely more of a city than where we were living in Athens which is a small college town mm-hmm. um, but it's not as busy and kind of hectic as, as LA is yeah, at this point for you know? sure yeah for yeah. sure I don't know if it'll always be that way but it, it, it has been for yeah us. <laughs> yeah
0: a lot of uh, a lot of us Californians are, are moving out here <laughs> we like to no know state income tax that's for sure yes. Um, okay, cool. So so we're 2017, 2018. We're in Nashville full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still doing uh, music? I know you've got a, a record label. When, when is that coming to the picture? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I started my record label in 2009, really, okay. because I had been playing in bands for years up to that point and um, decided I wanted to shift focus and, and help other artists out. Uh, produce and and put their music out kind of take a back seat to, to to being the performer and and get into the business a little bit um so that was a fun project for all that time um and it definitely taught me a lot about project management and um distribution manufacturing and all these types of things that you learn if you're going to make a product yeah whatever it is no. uh, so that was a good experience, um, but. I was still doing, I was still pretty much a full-time touring musician when I moved to Nashville, wow. yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Wow. And uh, what was your, what were you, vocals, what's your instrument, what's your uh, special, uh, specialty?
1: Yeah, I, well, I play guitar, I sing, and, and then I play keyboards and synthesizers. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. feel like yeah. Every time I ask them that question, I'm like, well, it, the, I can do just about everything, you know. <laughs> well, you know, some people are really. I, I mean, I, I actually. Well, I respect and admire those who really practice and play one instrument because mm-hmm. they'll they'll be better for it in the yeah, end. Yeah, you know, right. If you're just, you know, just. But as a musician, I suppose over time, especially where I came from, I. I came out of the punk music scene, which was really not about um, the virtuosic player, you know, your your technical ability, it was more about um, just the energy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So when you're a kid and you're starting a punk band, everybody tries out every instrument, I think, you know, it's yeah. kind of like until it's until it works. Yeah. So everybody tries to play drums and then maybe you hear, well, that person has, they have some rhythmic talent there. They, you stay on the drums. Yeah. And, uh, and then the guitar, you know, whoever, they kind of land it's musical chairs. So that's where I came from. And therefore, I can play the drums. I can play guitar mm-hmm. and I can play keyboards. But, you know, sort of that jack of all trades, yeah. case of none, maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it helps you probably produce, too, because you can kind of, you know, you have a
1: little experience with. A little bit of everything. To- yeah, absolutely. Now it does help with music production
0: for sure. Awesome. So, where does real estate come into the picture? <laughs> you are um, here in Nashville, obviously, and, and doing tremendously well. Um, I'm curious when you started to, um, you know, get into real estate and become a real estate agent. Yeah. And what was the, you know, the, the
1: desire to do so? Yeah. Well, you know, before I came to Nashville, it had already been on my radar. I have uh, a good friend who and mentor who works in downtown Oakland, California, oh, cool. um, in uh, commercial building management. Um, so I spent a lot of time around him and worked with him. And he always told me I should get my license. You know, I said, you'd be good at this. You should do it. He had worked in, in residential real estate in the 80s and 90s, had done well for himself and Technically retired, but still works now. You yeah. know one of those things. Um, so he—that was always in the back of my head. And uh, I mean, as most people know in Nashville and everywhere, I mean, the the life of a of a touring musician or anyone who's in the music business can be hard. Um, I was one of the lucky people who made money doing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was paid as a professional to to play music which was i i don't take that for granted and i've yeah. always felt blessed um for having that experience but a lot of people don't you know they 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 play their entire lives and make no money and and there's that you know that bluegrass um saying it's a good bumper sticker that you might see around <laughs> it says real musicians have day jobs and uh I, that's you know it's part of the, the yeah. musicians creed is that you, you know, you do it because you love it. And um, all that to say, I, I, I had hit a wall with, you know, sort of like, okay, you know, I can do this and, but I'm still struggling Mm -hmm. to make to be really where I want. So, yeah, so that it had always kind of been on the, um, the radar or something to supplement um, my income. uh, And people tell you that it's a great way it's a flexible job, mm-hmm. and therefore, I think it attracts people who are in all types of um, who come from different career backgrounds, yeah. especially creative people. And and you see that you know people who, who are used to making their own schedules, freelance type of folks yeah. are attracted to this business. The thing they don't tell you is is uh, well, flexible really just means that you work all the time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know that when I started. So um, to answer your question, I I thought, well, I can get my real estate license and work on the side and I can still play music and have fun and then I'll just make more money. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, not to like burst that bubble or whatever, but if you're going to be good at what you do, you have to take it seriously and you, have, sure. you sort of have to do it all the time until, yeah. you, until you're good enough and other people may do this faster than I have. Certainly, um, until you are in the position to leverage other other people's talents yeah. and take a, a back seat and just watch the money but right. I haven't done that yet. I, I work one on one with with all of my clients. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: And and so um, you're what 2018 2019 is that when you kind of were like, all right, I'm going to go steam into real estate and did music take a back, back seat or how did you juggle both
1: things yeah good question so yeah I, I, I hammered through that first year which is hard you know where you're kind of like am I ever gonna get a deal what's yeah. going on and how do I get people to trust me to do this thing that I've never done before um, and um, I was lucky to you know to have a couple experiences and have good mentors and good training really when I started. Um, I started with Keller Williams in, in Green Hills and, and really is a great facility and a good uh, uh, educational program there. And I know everybody says that, it's true. Um, so I was trying my best to do this and continue the music career. And then as everybody knows in, in, in 2020, uh, well, Entertainment just stopped, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, so anything you thought you were going to do, I had already, be, I had already done several deals by that point, and mm-hmm. I was confident in what I was doing. Um, but I was, it was still represented, you know. I would say fifty percent of my income mm-hmm. at that point. Um, so, in twenty twenty, I just mentally clicked into this is my full time job because. Yeah it was considered an, an essential housing is an essential function yeah. in a career. So I was allowed to keep doing I was yeah. lucky. Right. Um, and uh, you know, there was a, there was definitely some hustle inside okay. that was saying like, all right, you know, that let's other thing down. is gone. Yeah. 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 So let's yeah. go do this. So that was good for me, I think, honestly, because, it, it took me it took mentally took me out of the idea that this was suppl- supplemental and a part time job into I'm a full time realtor and um you know when I started doing that maybe that wasn't my initial target although once I once I did get to that point I realized I really enjoyed it and that's I awesome. and I and I like what I do so yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's cool it's it's so true it's so hard to do two things extremely well mm-hmm. like full time and and yeah just the, I mean, you were, your hand was forced maybe a little quicker, you know, with the pandemic. Um, but yeah. It's just cool to, to see that it helped you realize even quicker that, you know, you enjoy doing this and, and helping people. Um, would you say, um, do you get a lot of your clients from the music industry and those relationships you've built up?
1: Yeah. I mean, to some extent, um, I'm that conversation and that lifestyle is very comfortable to me because it's where I come from and who I am. So people who, whether they're musicians or not, um, who come from that similar, you know, background, whether, you know, be creative freelance type of work, I understand them and we there's an unspoken kind of, um, uh, I don't know what you call that, but (laughs) (laughs) there's a a kinship. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. There's an unspoken kinship. <laughs> so yes, um, although, you know, it's not always that way. And obviously um, I work with any anyone and everyone sure, that, right. that, um, that wants to work with me. But um, I think that that was natural, that people feel comfortable, you know, because a lot of times you're making a huge decision here. It's possibly the biggest decision you've ever made in your life financially. Yeah. And um, it's important that that person knows who you are and understands you because it it establishes trust absolutely yeah yeah. and what would you say what
0: advice would you give to um a new realtor that's coming into this market right now i Mm -hmm. feel like you quickly were able to um you know get to where you are in the last two two three years Mm -hmm. um i mean i'm sure there's a lot of like you're saying hard work and focus into that but what's something a piece of advice that you would give to someone that's just starting
1: out um, yeah, well, I think obviously build in, build into your plan that you you may not make any money in the first year, and yeah. if you do, that's great. You know, yeah. I'm really happy for people who are successful right away. Um, but I would just build that in mentally, like I'm gonna be working, and it's not that you won't have gains and, and successes, or you may not, like I said, make money. But um, you may as well give yourself that. You know, give yourself the first one and a half to two years, um, grace period yeah. to not put that pressure on yourself to feel like you're a failure. If you didn't, if you didn't make it in the yeah. first year, because most people don't, and we know the statistics. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. Um, the other thing is don't underestimate, um, you know, the, the power of your friends, your sphere and, um, and your past clients, you know, treat, always remember them, treat them well, and that usually turns into the referrals that are going to keep your business growing.
0: Yeah.
1: And then my third thing would be, don't be afraid to ask your broker hard questions mm. every day if you have to, you know? I think a lot of people are scared to to ask stupid questions. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, those were quotation air quotations <laughs> I just did. <laughs> Forever listening. The air quotes were up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They say there's no stupid questions, but it's still hard to a- ask questions when you feel like, should I know this? You know, or, yeah. you know, um, I say, you know, ask all the questions. If your broker can't answer them or you don't like their answer, ask another agent. I was lucky to have a couple good mentors and people I could go to, and they weren't necessarily people who, were with my brokerage or it just if, if you find someone who, who likes you and has the time to speak with you, has more experience, um, use them as much as you can. Because if they're successful and, and they're doing well, I can guarantee you it feels good to them to, to, to help you and to give back that yeah. way. And so take advantage of that and um, don't walk into deals blindly and, and try and do things that you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. definitely find out yeah the answer get a few answers yeah well that's the thing like
0: you guys are writing legal contracts right. like that's that blows my mind that not only do you have to you know have good levels of customer service and know-how but you also got to have a legal aspect especially now as market shifting you can write in a lot of different things uh, on the buyer side not sure um and so i think that's huge advice is not being afraid to ask if you Mm -hmm. think a stupid question um and i think it's cool too um people that got to where they were had help along the way usually a mentor so it's giving back to the next you know group that's coming
1: up exactly really cool exactly yeah and if people are trying to withhold any information from you then they're not the type of people that you want to be working with anyways yeah in nashville i feel like I don't know if it's like this in every market but i feel like it's a it's i've been um i feel like it's it's a friendly um there's a camaraderie amongst agents and the and the for the most part the the business and the market here um people tend to be pretty friendly so i say you know lean on that
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: and of course title companies yeah always that you know if you have title questions or you have your team is everything you know these 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 um vendors and and, and um, you know folks that you work with, whether it be title companies, uh, home inspectors, um, you know your lenders, and all of those um, are important resources too. So just, just take time and learn and meet these people ask them as many questions as you can too. Yeah. And I think all of that stuff will make you a better agent. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I know
0: Foreman Watson Landon Title would be very happy to, uh, you know, hear your questions because, like you said, people are like, oh, I, they get these all the time, or they don't want to deal with this, and it's like, no, we're trying to help. You know, even yeah. on the lender side of things, we're trying to, you know, be on one team and, and reach a common common goal. Yeah, so awesome. Well, is there anything else, Dobby, I
1: should ask you that I didn't? Um. No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm I'm happy to be here, and and uh you know, thanks for for taking the time and being interested in me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. What um what would be the best way for someone to connect with you?
1: Uh. Well, so yeah, my name is Nicholas Stobrad. That's the easiest way to search, for minute, <laughs> you know. Um. So my contact information, if you do Instagram, uh, you know, is is right up there. You can call me, you know. Real estate agents answer their phone usually, <laughs> text me. Yeah, especially
0: now it's not the crazy of last year. Yeah, it's not. You know, a lot
1: of times people say, uh, you know, I just think it's interesting when, when someone, a friend or a past client says, Hey, can I put you in touch with my friend? You know, it's a referral. And it's like, Yes, you can. Please, <laughs> please do. Uh, can you get them on, you know, get them live on the phone right now? Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is you can call me today, you can message me on Instagram, or you can email me. And I'll, I'm going to, you know, yeah. I'll talk to you. Awesome. <laughs>
0: cool. And we'll put all that in, uh, in the show notes for you to click over, tap on.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, cool, Dobby. Well, thanks for coming on. It was good to uh, learn a little bit about yourself. I had no idea you're, uh, you know, lives in California for oh, yeah. a little bit. So that, that's, that's cool, cool to connect with you there. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode I'm Jared Swanson at Nashville Real Estate Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you feel extra generous, leave us a five-star review. I greatly appreciate it.